Where does it go? Where does it go? All of that cast off junk, where does it go? Welcome to Where Does It Go, a podcast about where all kinds of people, places, things, uh, space aliens go. My name is Sarah. I'm Emily. And today I am going to talk about high tea or low tea or high tea versus afternoon tea. Emily, which one do you think is fancier, high tea or low tea? I'm going to guess high tea. I didn't know low tea was a thing. Yeah, so the best way to explain the difference between low tea slash afternoon tea and high tea uh, is to explain the difference between it to explain high tea that's basically how you do it so the difference between afternoon tea and high tea afternoon tea was originally meant as a dedicated snack time in the middle of the afternoon so it was like you get to you get up you uh eat so there was two meals during that day during the day usually there was breakfast and then there was like a dinner or supper at the end of the day and that's not enough People said, they're like, that's not enough. We want tea in the middle of the day. So this brings us to uh, Anna Maria Russell, the seventh Duchess of Bedford, one of Queen Victoria's ladies-in-waiting. She is often cited as the starter of the ritual of afternoon tea. I'm sure that you guys, um, you might think of as like kind of fancy where the ladies you know are dressed up and you have tea um but yeah it was really just that she would just invite her friends um she was like hey come over we're gonna have snacks and tea and then we'll go on a walk and that was afternoon tea um she's cited as the person who began it or promoted it but everybody's like yeah no to like she did not invent afternoon tea everybody was having a snack at like three o'clock she just she just made it fancy because she's rich. <laughs> That's basically the story. So I mean, there's there's many an example today included of super rich people being like, I invented this. Exactly. That's exactly what when happened. They absolutely didn't. So um, if you want to stop here from listening, the the TLDL too long didn't listen. High tea doesn't exist anymore. It's just supper. <laughs> Oh, okay. So supper is what directly descended from high tea. Exactly. Supper uh, descended from high tea. Um, I went into the Merriam-Webster dictionary just because I was like, who uses supper versus who uses dinner? So supper is considered a lighter, more informal meal at home. Dinner is the fancy thing. So um, this is... Not important, really, to the story, but just I want to give a definition before we go into tea and everything else. So um, so dinner is tends to be more fancy, dinner at a restaurant, dinner like a formal dinner with friends. You may have dinner in the middle of the day as a large meal, um, but supper is like the lighter meal at home. So how this all is related to each other, high tea was generally considered the meal that you ate um, after you were done working during the day. And the reason, the reason it's called high tea is because of the tables you sit at. The, the low tea, the afternoon tea, is the tea where you're sitting with the ladies 
or whoever. Um, and you have those low tables and you have low chairs and you're comfy and you have the tea table and that is low tea because of the low tables. High tea and is generally um, practiced by the working classes during um, the 1600s to uh, 19th century is the, you know, sitting at the higher table in dining room chairs, um, eating a meal. And it was kind of a light meal. Um, but generally, mm-hmm. yeah, so low tea, low tea, depending on who you were, was the fancier meal. So that answers our question. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So that's good to know. After, I, I didn't even know low tea existed. So yeah, I, very informative. Not many people call it low tea, um, but it is referenced as low tea as opposed to high tea just to distinguish them. So if you see one, low tea is when you're sitting at like tables with the ladies drinking your fancy tea with all the scones and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, low tea, high tea. There we go. But let's talk about tea because this is the important part of the story. So... It, tea time emerged as an afternoon ritual in the 1840s. So, I mean, not that long ago. You would think it would last forever, right? Like, you would think, like, oh, it's always been there. They've always drank tea. No. So, tea came to England in the 1650s to the 1660s from China. Um, it came over. Uh, it had a lot of, like luxury items um, associated associated with it Um, and you usually drink it in public coffee houses so that was generally how you got tea it was definitely special it was um, expensive Um, and coffee was around too and coffee was actually more widely drunk than tea Um, so over the course of the 18th century the cost of tea dropped precipitously and so uh, in 1711 the East India Company imported 140,000 pounds of tea and that was a lot at the time but by 1791 they had imported 15 million pounds of it so that just gives you a time frame of when tea became popular 1711 to 1791 and it wasn't cheap Mm -hmm. it really was not cheap so if you are a worker and you like workers wages to afford tea and sugar um it was a luxury item it was special um but by like the 1840s everyone was drinking tea like everyone was drinking tea as part of their day but um you had to probably be wealthy in order to have enough free time to sit around with your ladies in the afternoon and drink fancy tea um and have the time off to do that instead of trudging your way home and having your high tea at night so yeah it was more like um a class dichotomy kind of thing you're only really going to probably have afternoon tea on your days off or you know when you had time during the day and you probably weren't sitting at a table wearing a fancy hat (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) so the difference between high tea and afternoon tea um what is eaten is a big part of what sets them apart there are no set rules for the content of afternoon tea, but it usually consists of tiny little sandwiches and little sweet things. Um, so the English high tea, like the supper, 
usually involved tea, obviously, um, bread, vegetables, cheese, and fish. Occasionally meat, because meat was expensive, um, but fish was common, and I'm told that's where fish and chips came from, is like you would generally have that for oh. supper. Yeah. So variations on the high tea would include pies, like shepherd's pie, potatoes. You might have like homemade crackers. It was like a nice little meal, um, generally like right after you worked. And then if you had, and it was informal, um, generally it would be something you would have if you're not going to a formal dinner, which is unlikely if you are a worker during that time, but it's not unheard of. You would have Christmas dinner, of course, or holiday dinner or whatever. It certainly happened, mm-hmm. but during the day, it was just a regular thing. It was just supper. And we went into why it is called high tea, and the Duchess of Bedford did not invent it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for a afternoon tea kind of thing, like because I know a lot of hotels will do it, you can usually look around you, and if you search high tea, even though it's not high tea, you usually usually find a place around you. So that, it was a very short topic. It's really easy to explain really quickly. So I wanted to go into a guide to a great tea party because this is where I'm interested in this. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have a great tea party. So I went to the Spruce, which is a really nice website. And I want to tell you... I love, the, I love the Spruce. They're awesome. Yeah. It's the... It's what about.com became. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Where did they go? They they became the Spruce. Yeah, I don't know why they rebranded, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. So I'm gonna, sorry I interrupted. You're fine. So <laughs> let me tell you some English tea do's. So mm-hmm. from them, when taking tea, you should avoid looking uncouth. Don't be basic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should use clotted cream, and I'll go into what clotted cream is, and I'll give you a recipe for it too. Um. Use loose tea. Don't tea bags are acceptable, but loose tea is better. Mm-hmm. Um, steep the tea for an appropriate length of time. And I know my British friends would be like, "Oh my God, you Americans! You put the dirty leaves in the water for like five seconds and take it out. You need to let it steep." I've I've had that complaint <laughs> to me before. That like Americans do not make proper tea from. All of my British friends have told me, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't like it to be bitter. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, That's why you add milk. So the next thing, feel free to request specific milk. It's replenish the, the tea regularly. It's bad form to let the teapot go empty. So you need to make sure that you're constantly replenishing the hot water and have tea for your guests. Eat the food properly. The finger sandwiches should be eaten with your hands. The cake should be consumed with a fork. And I remember this from going to the Washington Duke afternoon tea. Um, I took some friends and it was super fun. Um, It should be eaten with your hands, the little sandwiches. And they told us that. They're like, look, you Mm -hmm. should eat the sandwiches with your hands and the cake should be eaten with the fork. And I'm like, well, why can't I do both with my hands? And they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't take huge bites so don't like like me where you're like this is so good and shove the whole thing in your mouth that is okay but it is not proper tea etiquette obviously and take your time it's a leisurely meal don't eat it like it's your last meal so use a napkin 
blot your blot your lips don't wipe it like you're wiping you know like lipstick off (laughs) and don't forget to send a thank you note that is the spruce how to have a proper tea nice and so what the hell is clotted cream because it comes up flipping constantly when you try to when i tried to research tea and how to have tea parties and the difference between afternoon tea and basically supper Mm -hmm. comes up constantly um and so clotted cream have you ever had clotted cream i have yes what does it taste like it's like butter but there's a slight sweetness to it because it still has some milk solids in it okay more milk solids than butter has yeah um and then it's often not salted so sort of like unsalted butter but a, a slightly different texture and a slightly different taste yeah i've never it's had cultured it. Okay, I've never had it, and so I had to look up what it was, um, and people put it in their tea, and it's usually, ser- you can put it on your scones and everything that are served at the tea mm-hmm. table, um, but when it was explained to me, it really sounded like when I was a barista and used to steam milk. I mean, that's what it sounded like to me, but apparently no. So I went to All Recipes and looked up my favorite YouTube chef, Chef John. He he really is my favorite. He's like my favorite YouTube chef. Um, and he has a clotted cream recipe, which is fantastic. And it's super easy. He just says, pour the cream into a baking dish, bake for 12 hours. And the baking time was, the baking temperature was like 170 degrees. So if some people's mm-hmm. ovens don't, don't do that low but um yeah he was saying like 175 to 180 uh, fahrenheit so 80 degrees c is ideal so you preheat your oven pour the cream into a baking dish and bake for 12 hours then you take it out chill it overnight you separate the liquid and the cream and then you pack the clotted cream into a jar and the jar you can keep the jar for like five days is what he says And then a bunch of people were like, oh, well, we freeze it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've never made it. So I actually am going to attempt to make clotted cream just to see what it's like. But yeah, so there's a recipe for you. Go on allrecipes.com. Look up Chef John stuff because that's, you know, he's all on all recipes and you can make your own clotted cream. You're going to use full fat milk. So you're going to use like whole milk. Um... And as it cools, the cream is going to rise to the top and clot, and you're going to take that clotted cream, and that's what you're going to be put. That's what you're going to put into that jar to keep it. Um, people say mm-hmm. they freeze it, like I said. I don't know. I just want to try it just to see if I like it. I'm assuming I will because I love butter. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's the type of thing where you're like, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then maybe you'd never get it again. <laughs> maybe you love it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but you can try it. It's like not too much of a waste. And if you have mm-hmm. like a tea shop near you or a shop that serves tea, you might be able to find um, clotted cream that's already made. I have never seen it, but I have never looked for it. So, there, as I said, there's no real rules about like what you serve during your afternoon tea if you're having a tea party generally you're gonna have like tiny little sandwiches 
and then you're gonna have like scones and little pastries I think the key is like the little pastries so I think this was perfected by the Victorians they come up a lot for us Emily like the Victorians took afternoon tea and they ran with it like they are they were like oh a ritual that we can make ridiculous let's do so and so <laughs> so that's uh, when you think about afternoon tea you're seeing like the the fancy hats with the feathers and the ladies looking amazing and the parasols and we're going to take a walk after our afternoon tea and then of course we get into you know the the joke and making fun of that propriety in Alice in Wonderland with the mad tea party and so I mean that's where I tend to go is like I've always wanted to have a mad tea party so kind of making fun of the Victorian era that whole book was (laughs) (laughs) but um in my tea party um and I know you're allergic to cucumbers Emily so we would have to find an alternative to cucumber sandwiches but generally cucumber sandwiches are just like little slices of cucumbers and cream cheese and then you put it together and then of course scones and little pastries what would you serve at your tea emily geez that'd be a tough call i would probably get way too invested in what i was serving and go way overboard oh i love that that's what it's about and theme it of course. Of course. <laughs> this is this is perfected by the Victorians. We have to make this ridiculous. Like this is going to be over the top. <laughs> and it would probably like if it was truly Victorian, really if you wanted to make it suitably Victorian, it, there would have to be something vaguely poisonous and also something involving decorative electricity because that doesn't actually serve a purpose <laughs> decorative electricity. so like a light bulb in your in your in your um centerpiece or something like <laughs> so it doesn't that work. was what they were impressed by is vaguely poisonous no it does work it just like doesn't provide any light that's needed uh, <laughs> you would use all your other lights just have an additional light that you didn't need but really really showed off to your guests your electricity that you 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 were the business <laughs> i love that <laughs> just this like also it probably won't be grounded if it's victorian of course it's, like, not truly victorian. <laughs> Let's, well couldn't that be the vaguely poisonous thing like oh well, by the way yes don't touch the light bulb <laughs> Perfect. You've nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch the light bulb. It's just I had a hole drilled in my table for that light bulb. And (laughs) that's totally a thing people would do. They would take their like giant, gorgeous. Yeah. And like what would now be considered antique, but like very lovely solid wood tables and like drill holes in the middle (laughs) to to run cables for for their like brand new fancy dancy electricity. (laughs) So our, my husband and I's roommate uh, makes amazing pastries. So I would probably like uh, have them like figure out a really good menu for it. But, but I feel like you have to have those ridiculously tiny like pies. Like you could just eat it and went like just pop it in your mouth. Like little tiny, mm-hmm. tiny, tiny little pie. 
Um, but you're supposed to eat it slowly. So like maybe you take like five or six and pretend you're eating it slowly, but you just pop them in your mouth as you can. <laughs> no one is looking. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with like the meaning of petty four? No. So it means little oven. And that's why everything was so sort of small, is the little tea snacks. Initially, they were just like, oh, we've got this leftover stuff from the main baking, and we can add a little extra sugar and whatever because we've got, you know, a little bit of extras and then bake them in this smaller oven. I love that. Is that where Easy mm-hmm. Bake Oven come from? Like that concept? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining this tiny little Easy Bake Oven, and we're just like cranking out these tiny little pies. We're like, well, that's all that'll fit. <laughs> god i loved easy bake oven i never had one i always wanted one and it seems kind of silly for me to get one now because i have an oven i am a grown-ass woman and i have an oven like why would i need an easy bake one but yeah anyway maybe i need one yeah i will say that it wasn't good enough that i would recommend it now <laughs> meaning like oh you really missed out like it would be a fun experience for a small child yeah. Although Sarah babysits my kids sometimes, maybe I should get you an easy bake oven. Don't put it past me. I, I totally will. <laughs> and you could do it with Anna and then do it on your own time too. Yeah, we could make like we could make tea time stuff for for uh Anna and just <laughs> in the easy bake oven. <laughs> I can, awesome. I can only imagine. But yeah, so back to your light bulb. The Easy Bake Oven was powered by a light bulb. So there's our dangerous electricity. <laughs> Just slap it in the middle of your table. It's the most Victorian <laughs> toy of modern times. It truly is. You are totally correct. It truly is. Like when was the Easy Bake Oven invented? I want to guess the 70s. I'll look it up. Yeah. So it seems like the 70s was when the Easy Bake Oven happened and was a thing. Um, So my suggestion for a tea party is to go all out. Just be ridiculous about it. Um, Because even though you can drink tea at any time of day, just like everybody else does now, if you want to make it special, make it special. Like, do something crazy. This is what I want to see. So if you do that after listening to this episode, if we like strike your fancy, please, please, please do at us. Uh, I don't know. What are, what are we on? Uh, me or Emily on Twitter or Instagram. Totally. We, would we don't it. have a Twitter anymore. No. Instagram would be great or Facebook or email us. Mm-hmm. We'll put you on our website. Oh, 100%. I want to see this. I want to see... We will celebrate you. Yes, I want to see amazing tea parties because I feel like we all need a little bit of celebration after the last few years we've had. (laughs) Yeah. Be ridiculous. Like, work out your issues about the pandemic through tea. That's perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) I found Easy Bake Oven. It was introduced in 1963. Oh, yeah. It was made by Kenner, who were the people that made all those Star Wars figurines, too. Oh. The Kenner versions were way fancier. They look like tiny little actual ovens. Oh, okay. And the original one was teal, like light teal. Oh, I like that. And then the the deluxe one was avocado green. Yeah, of course. And the 70s version was bright yellow. 
Oh, I like it that. It was the mod model. Oh, of course. You know, those colors have all come back. Those, that yellow and green and teal. Like, they all seem to, mm-hmm. like, have these phases where they come back and forth and everything. Yeah, I want to have a full Easy Bake Oven tea party. I'm into it now. But <laughs> here's something I also found, which is totally unrelated. Forgive me. My ADHD is horrible. But You're fine. <laughs> my uh, afternoon tours, I sent this to Emily when I was researching this topic. Um, there is a tour company in London called Bridget's Bakery and they actually have buses they have double-decker buses that you can have tea on I so need to do this um yeah that sounds fabulous yeah so you just you pick a tour and they'll take you on a tour and you have tea time on the bus and go to their website it's b-bakery.com slash london slash bus tours and they have uh unbelievable looking pastries and it looks amazing. They probably do it well. Um, my concept of tea, like tea time, is very heavily invested in um, what Hollywood makes it out to be. So, and what my concept of just reading about like Victorians and the uber wealthy and what they did with it. But like, I want to actually see this tea time in London. Um, I've been to London. I didn't get to do tea time last time I was there. I'll happily go back. We have friends living over there. So yes, anytime, if you're in London or you just want to look at the pictures, yeah, go online, bbakery.com, Bridget's Bakery. Yeah. Awesome. Fun. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all I have to add. I want everyone to have an amazing tea party, Victorian style, and be ridiculous about it and send us pictures. And TL. That sounds like a lot of fun. TLDL, if you like lost track of what I was saying, high tea doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's just supper. <laughs> <laughs> Which connects some dots. I didn't entirely understand why. Oh, my computer got really loud all of a sudden. I didn't entirely understand why dinner and supper were separate things. Yeah. But now I have a much better understanding of like dinner being an evening meal and high tea turning into supper. Yeah, so dinner, and I don't know if I added, if I said this earlier, you would generally eat dinner later in the evening. So if you were invited to yeah. a fancy dinner, it would be like eight o'clock before you were going to eat. And that was kind of late if you were already up at like 6 a.m. doing, you know, your Victorian things. And you're like, <laughs> I'm famished. Maybe I'll be fancy and have snacks and that's, you know, that's, that's the story. That's how they say, like, that's how it became a tradition, even though, you know, everybody was drinking tea in the middle of the day, apparently. <laughs> well, and it probably dovetails in terms of middle and upper classes nicely with the sort of calling card and going on formal social calls. Oh, 100%. Thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you would invite people and it was like an open end of invitation during tea time. Like mm-hmm. I'm having tea at I have tea at four o'clock on Tuesdays. You're welcome to come by. It's not unlike the craft day that I do where like I'm setting aside time in my week to have craft day. Come by if you want to. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though you would come to the door and give one of the servants your calling card and then the servant would give that calling card to whoever was, you know, in the drawing, 
in the drawing room with the candlestick and they would be like, yes, they can come in. Uh, they can have some tea or no, they are uncouth. They cannot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could leave your card if no one was home. Yes. And prove that you did show up. So you sort of fulfilled your social obligation of visiting. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. I didn't stay, but I was there. <laughs> I proved it. I was here. I left evidence. <laughs> it would be a great alibi, wouldn't it? Yeah. So maybe maybe in a Sherlock Holmes thing, they're like, well, he left his calling card. That means he was there. Not necessarily, mm-hmm. but it'd be a good It'd be kind of fun to still have calling cards. I know business cards of Tynan have taken their place. But it would be neat if just everybody had them and we could trade them and like keep them. Oh, so that's the thing of artist trading cards. Have you ever heard of those? I have. I didn't dive into it too much, but. Yes, they're so pretty. Some people do the most amazing things. Um, yeah, so uh, that was the, the thought behind artist trading cards is like you make this gorgeous card and it was kind of like your calling card and you could trade them with people and just make a bunch of them was super awesome it's a cool project to do um i am an art journaler too so it's like oh yeah maybe i'll make maybe i'll do craft day where it's tea time and artist calling cards that'd be super fun mm-hmm. yeah that would be fun so high tea is supper the end <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else to add I don't. That was really interesting. That connected some dots that I uh, had always wanted to connect and never dove into. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope so. I was trying to be I was trying to be explanatory and not like go off on too many tangents. Um, But yeah, have some afternoon tea at us on Instagram. Um, I don't think we have an Instagram account anymore. It's just my personal account. But you can at Glitter Hex. on Instagram and I'll get it and I'll be like, I love you. <laughs> like, um, and then what else? We we have a Tumblr. It's where it is at podcast. You do. But I, and we have a Facebook. You can, you can go on Facebook and where does it podcast on Facebook. And, and I'm still supposed to start a uh, TikTok. I kind of, do you remember? I used to write little poems about every episode. Yes, you should totally do that. They were so awesome. I should just recite them on TikTok. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So I'll write a little I'll write a little poem about high tea and put it on TikTok. TLDL, it's supper. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the, the the flourish, the finishing line. I love that. Well, have a wonderful day, y'all. And thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>